Hello, and welcome to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalists. We are a vibrant liberal religious community that treasures diversity, practices justice, and teaches love and respect for everyone. We grow spiritually through worship, shared learning and service, and relationships that go deep. As we say each Sunday, whoever you are, whomever you love, whatever your image of the holy, your presence here is a gift. All are worthy, all are welcome. Good morning. I'm Nikki Pete, your worship associate today. And it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalist online worship service. Our greeters today are Nan Hart and Jessica O'Brien. We're joined today by guests from the Williamsburg Buddhist Sangha, including worship leaders, Daryl Key and other Sangha members, including Susan Childs, myself, John Chowning, and Mary McGovern, as well as our assistant director of music, Dave Robbins. If you'd like to follow along with the order of service, I invite you to visit wuu.org to download a copy. If you're visiting today, we're glad you're here. We invite you to say hi by typing a quick note into the Zoom chat. And if you'd like to sign up for our email list, please fill out our online visitor form at wuu.org. After the service, we invite you and everyone to stay in the main room to reflect on today's service or to accept an invitation to join one of our smaller social groups. I have one announcement. The membership book will be open for signing virtually today following the service. If you have completed starting point sessions one and two, are transferring from another UU congregation, or are a young person who has completed the coming of age class, we welcome you announce your interest in signing when prompted towards the end of service, and you will be added to a special breakout group, sign and signify your commitment to WUU.
Thank you, Dave. It is beautiful. Again, welcome. Here at WUU, we are committed to being an anti-racist, anti-oppressive congregation. We work to ensure that all people are treated with dignity, fairness, and equity. In our worship, we celebrate the contributions of people of diverse racial and ethnic backgrounds, genders, and sexual orientations. We're happy that you've joined us via live stream audio or video or Zoom. Whether you've come here seeking comfort, encouragement, or inspiration, you belong here. You are seen here, even if we cannot see you physically. Now I invite you to join in saying our welcoming words, please. As you say these words, speak them to each other and know that we are connected across the distance. The words are pasted into the Zoom chat. Let's say them in unison. Folks on Zoom, we will unmute you so that you can hear each other. Hi, I'm Daryl. I'm going to be reading from Tao Te Ching, Lao Tzu has given us these words of wisdom. The title is, Know the Masculine, Cleave to the Feminine. Know the Masculine, Cleave to the Feminine. Be the valley for everyone. Be in the valley for everyone. You are always in virtual without lapse. And you return to infancy. Know the white, cling to the black. Be a model for everyone. Being the model for everyone, you always, you are always in virtue and free from error. You return to the limitlessness. Know the glory, but cling to humiliation. Be the valley for everyone. When your consistency in virtue is complete, you return to the state of the uncarved block. The block is cut into implements. The sage used them to fulfill roles. Therefore, the great tailor does not cut. Thank you. Peace and freedom mean a lot of things. No one thinks of them quite the same. But maybe someday we can all agree They can bring some happiness and harmony Peace and freedom, peace and freedom Everybody wants some peace and freedom When you come across a peaceful soul You can't explain it but how you know Look around town and you're gonna see them Find yourself wanting some of that freedom Peace and freedom, peace and freedom Everybody wants some peace and freedom First you gotta be your own best friend 
of your defenses have all got to end You find yourself looking deep inside Past your persona and all of your pride Peace and freedom, peace and freedom Everybody wants some peace and freedom If you find the peace that lives in you You give it away with everything you do Give it to neighbors, large and small Love and compassion to one and all Peace and freedom, peace and freedom Everybody wants some peace and freedom that life for every creature peace in their hearts life is the teacher you help that feeling to multiply it'll make the world better so give it a try peace and freedom peace and freedom everybody wants some peace and freedom Now please join me in saying the words to light our chalice. If you have a chalice or candle handy nearby, please go ahead and light it now. As we spotlight Sue, well, actually me today, light the chalice. Again, we'll unmute you and say the words in unison. We light this chalice with the warmth of the light of truth, energy of action, and the harmony of peace. Peace in our hearts, peace in our community, and peace in our world. Hi, I'm Mary. And again, as our theme for today's is freedom, the freedom to choose how we're gonna show up in this journey that is our lives. Um, I'm really excited to share a book that I found about figuring that out. Part of our journey too is figuring out how we wanna be, how we can be um, as we bring ourselves to the world. So I'm gonna to try to share my screen here. Hang on a second. Share screen. Um, this beautiful book called Maybe by Kobe Yamada, illustrated by Gabriella Baruch, uh, a story about the endless potential in all of us. Have you wonder, ever wondered why you are here? You are the only you there ever has been or ever will be. And you have so much to offer. Maybe you'll invent something that no one has ever seen before. 
maybe you'll build things that reach up to, into the sky. Your life is yours. Try as many things as you can try. See as much as you can see. Wherever you go, take your hopes, pack your dreams, and never forget, it is on journeys that discoveries are made. Maybe you'll help others to see the beauty in each day. Or maybe you'll lift cheering crowds to their feet. Do everything with love. Follow your heart and see where it will lead you. Maybe you're here to shine a light into places that have been dark for far too long. Maybe you'll speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. And maybe you're here to help in ways that only you can help. There'll be struggles, there will be fears, and it won't always be easy. And at times it'll be really hard and you might make a mess of things. I know I do all the time. You may fall down. And you may fail. I think a lot of us have felt like this. But you'll also get back up and you'll rise a little stronger and a little taller because there really is more inside of you than you know. And this world needs your gifts, your talents, and your big ideas. What if you're the only, what if you're only scratching the surface of what you can do and who you can be? What if you have talents you haven't discovered yet? There's something powerful, even magical about you. You already have everything it takes to do big things. Maybe you have no idea just how good you really can be. And maybe you don't know how much you matter. But maybe, just maybe, the world has been waiting centuries for someone exactly like you. One thing is for sure, 
you are here. And because you are here, anything is possible. And I want to say how glad I am that you all are here right now, this morning, today, together, and how glad I am that you are here in my community and in our world because you each bring something so amazing and special to this space. And so with that, you know, we'll go right into, you know, our period of reflection. And as we enter into this space of meditation and, and prayer, I want to invite you all to just breathe in the wonder of this moment. This moment, which has never existed before and will never exist again. Just appreciate its beauty. And in the spaciousness and the stillness, sense the infinite possibility sense the freedom to bring your heart your passion your being which is unique in all of creation to meet this moment. This is a moment in the journey that is your life. It is powerful and it is precious. And it is in your hands.
So may we take this time to just rest, rest with and appreciate all that this moment is. beauty, the pain, the adventure, the joys, the struggles. most of all the love honor all of it all that is here in this moment all of the possibilities That are to come. We'll take just a few more moments to hold all of this in our hearts. Calling on the holy and whatever words and images are most dear to you. We'll enter into some shared silence. It'll begin with a bell. We'll have a few moments of silence. And then it will end with a bell.
Sunday, we make an offering from the bounty we're blessed to enjoy. We do so in a spirit of generosity and in recognition of our ongoing commitment to serve our world and share our values. If you're joining us for the first time, please feel free to give if you wish, and also know that your presence is gift enough. Today's offering goes to our general operating fund to help cover all of those essential things like staff salaries and building maintenance, as well as the activities that are so important to all of us. If you'd like to give through our website, please visit wuu.org and click on Give Online to WUU. If you'd like to give by text, please text the dollar amount of your gift to 757-500. To Zero six eight eight. Again, that's seven five seven five zero 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 six eight eight. And follow the prompts from there. Or if you prefer to give by check, please mail your check to WUU three zero five one Ironbound Road, Williamsburg, Virginia two three one eight five. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Susan, and I'd like to share a reading from the Dalai Lama, A Policy of Kindness. Responsibility does not lie with the leaders of our country or with those who have been appointed or elected to do a particular job. It lies with each of us individually. Peace, for example, starts within each one of us. When we have inner peace, we can be at peace with those around us. When our community is in a state of peace, it can share that peace with neighboring communities and so on. When we feel love and kindness towards others, it is not only making others feel loved and cared for, but it helps us also to develop inner happiness and peace. And there are ways in which we can consciously work to develop feelings of love and kindness. For some of us, the most effective way to do this is through religious practice. For others, it may, not, it may be non-religious practices. What is important is that each make a sincere effort to take seriously our responsibility for each other and for the natural environment. Good morning, everyone. I'm Daryl. Thank you for allowing me to share myself with you today. So imagine me growing up in the South, the deep South, a little town in Alabama called Florence. I was the third youngest of seven children. Well, there was eight of us, but uh, I had a brother that would have been a year older than me that passed away when he was a baby. 
Um, so where I grew up, uh, it was extremely segregated. Um, of course, I didn't realize that when I was young. I had a pretty, uh, what I thought was a normal childhood. Um, I was fairly happy. My mother was a single parent when I was about, I guess around four, five, she became a single parent. Uh, so she raised us the best she could. Um, all of my aunts and my grandmother, we all, you know, they all raised us. We were a big family. We seemed to be relatively happy. Things was normal to me. Um, I guess until I, I reached the fifth grade. Um, but my first three years of school, um, first three years, I was uh, in a segregated school. Uh, the third year, well, that third year, uh, I was bused to a school uh, across town. That's when they desegregated. And um, yeah, I, um, that was a, a big change. That was a big change. Um, then um, I, um, first time that I saw uh, whites and black kids in the same classrooms um, and I was a part of that. Um, the city, um, you knew your boundaries, you know, uh, and that's what they were. I didn't know they were that at the time, but they were boundaries. You stayed in your side of the city, pretty much. You went out, you, you only went out to shop and, and certain things unless you were going to visit people. But other than that, you stayed on your side. Um, as I became older, um, things were more apparent to me. Uh, my mother, she did uh, domestic work. She didn't really have, uh, uh, I think she, she stopped school when she was in probably uh, maybe high school sometime or something like that. She didn't finish because most most uh, family members had to go to work, had to do some kind of work or another. Uh, but I did have aunts and uncles that did uh, finish school. My mom, later on, she finished, she went back and finished school. Anyway, uh, when I went to, well, before, when I, when I, got in about the sixth grade. I'm gonna tell you, I have three events that was lasting impressions in my life. They weren't, um, they weren't good events, but they were lasting impressions in my life. So one was when I was in the fifth grade, I had a teacher slap me in the face because she felt like I wasn't paying attention. Um, and to be frank, she was a white teacher. And after that, I became aggressive as a child um, and throughout my life until adulthood, I, was, I wasn't mean, but I, I, I could be aggressive pretty easy if I felt like I was threatened. One other was um, I was pumping gas at a gas station and I was a young driver, teenager, and uh, didn't have much money, so when I pumped the gas, you know, I felt like air, I put a couple of dollars in, which was a lot of money then, and I pulled the hose up just to drain the pipe in the, into uh, my car. Um, the store manager or the person in the store came out and said I was doing something wrong. I said I paid for the gas. What's wrong? Anyway, 
an argument started from there and the police was called. And immediately they threatened to take me to jail without asking me anything about the situation. But I said, you know, I paid for the gas and actually this guy started an argument with me. I said, you didn't even ask me what was wrong. And they said, it don't matter because if, if things continue, we can just take you to jail. That was the second one. And the third incident was, um, as we got older, some cousins and myself were playing on the side of the road, you know, close to his house. And uh, this elder, this older white couple, I didn't, I'm not gonna say elder, they probably was in their fifties. Um, all of a sudden the car stopped and uh, the man that was driving the car called us over to the car and said, his wife said that somebody made a gesture at her. I didn't see anybody make a gesture, I'm not sure. If anything happened, my cousin said, you know, no, we were kids. And the gentleman had a handgun that he threatened to shoot us with if we didn't apologize. So of course we apologized because nobody wanted to get shot. But that was the third one that shaped my thinking about people and situations and, you know, where I was uh, raised at. But at the same time, it was, um, my life was joyful other than that. Uh, I, I played sports and I mean, I, yeah, I was wrestled. I wrestled in high school. I did other sports, ran track in junior high and, you know, played football. So I was a normal school kid growing up. Um, but I wasn't sure what I was going to do. So, uh, I joined the military. I joined the military because I wanted to, uh, well, I was raised to, let me just go back a little bit. I was raised Baptist and you went to church. You went to church every Sunday and then you went to Sunday school and then you went to Bible study throughout the week. So uh, that was my background in religion. But I went, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, I wasn't sure about college. I kind of struggled a little bit in high school because again, I guess I was looking for something and I was looking everywhere, but where I probably should have been looking. But I passed school. I mean, I, you know, I did graduate. I mean, I, I did okay as far as grades, but my mind wasn't really into it. So I didn't want to go to college at the time. I went to the military because I didn't know what I was going to do. And, uh, you know, I feel like all things happen the way it should. You know, I think personally, the only way that they don't happen this should if we if, if we jump in the way of like it's like a moving car. It's going on the right course. If you jump in front of it, you're gonna cause some major damage. Um, but anyway, I um, I wanted to travel and I wanted to save some money and I and I wasn't sure about college. I didn't feel like I had the mind for college at the, at the time. And I and then I had a couple of brothers and sisters that had went to school. My mother didn't have any money uh, to do that. Uh, she did what she could, but we all had to work and and uh, take care of uh, what we need to take care of and help her out as well. So after graduation, I went to, uh, came to the Navy, I went to Great Lakes in Chicago, and then I came to Virginia. And I always was looking for something. I was always searching for something. Um, and I wasn't sure what it was, but um, so I searched by way of um, you know, material assets, money, uh, drink, food, among other things. Um, and uh, eventually, uh, after I got out of the military, I did get out of the military eventually. 
served almost four years, three years and 10 months. And I got out uh, a little earlier than I was supposed to. And um, I got into the hospitality industry. I worked at the hotel, the Williamsburg Hospitality House for 20 plus years. I was a front end manager, a bell captain. And, uh, you know, I, I received a great education at the front end of that hotel. I met people from all walks of life. And, uh, you know, I just, um, a lot happened while I was there. I grew up there, actually. The military helped me grow up too. It definitely helped me grow up. It helped my work ethic and, and uh, it made me responsible for myself. That was the first time I ever was to take care of myself. Um, well, they were really taking care of me, but I was on my own with the military. So anyway, I came here and I did that and eventually the hotel closed down. Uh, they sold out, um, but uh, I was always a seeker, you know, as far as uh, spiritual aspects. Um, I've, I've read about every major religion, tried a lot of different ones. And um, I always feel like um, wherever I'm at, if I really put myself into it, if I'm really seeking, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get answers. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that is the right for me or wrong for me, I always feel like uh, personally that um, no matter what I call what I believe to be God, it doesn't change the, the God that is truth. Um, it only changed the way that I think about the situation. But uh, so I'm a member of the Williamsburg Buddhist Sangha and I'm also a practicing Quaker. Uh, and I practice with the Quaker uh, Friends uh, Fellowship, which both has a uh, uh, enhanced my life tremendously. Um, but I came to these entities by way of a 12-step uh, fellowship, which encouraged um, uh, meditation. Uh, they encouraged it and encouraged it and encouraged it. And uh, I didn't, my mind, I couldn't get my mind to stop running uh, most of the time. So I needed some help. And, uh, but when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Um, so when I became ready for these things, it seemed like uh, people were put in my life and situations were put in my life that I can uh, uh, align up with them. Uh, somebody in the 12 step fellowship said, oh man, you, you, you know, you." first I started going on retreats. I started going on Catholic led retreats for men, spiritual men in the 12 step program. And it was beautiful. I mean, it opened my mind and heart up. And then uh, a friend of mine said, you know, uh, there's this uh, Williamsburg meditation group over at the UU church. Maybe you should try it. So I tried that and uh, uh, that was, you know, I tried it and I stopped after a year for some reason. It was probably just me, but I went back after about a year and then, um, it, you know, that enlightened my uh, mindset as well. And it continues to. And then um, also I was, became uh, interested in the Quaker group because they were largely important in uh, uh, helping to free my ancestors. And I felt like I should know some about that if that's what's truly what happened. So uh, when I started thinking like that and picking up books, a person was put in my life and said to me after I talked to him that there is a Quaker group around here and she directed me to, these, uh, to this entity. And um, my life has been, um, progressing ever since. Um, I think I've probably uh, talked up to the limit, but I, I do want to say that um, uh, everything that has happened in my life has been beneficial. Um, 
I don't think anything that happened, even though it may seem a, a little tough to me, I think all of it has been uh, a strengthened device. Uh, I feel like um, the journey is the inside work from the inside out. Um, so I continue to work on uh, the inside with help from friends and family, which are you. Um, and I appreciate, again, you guys allowing me to share. I will say before I end that when this song was on Marvin Gaye, I do remember a lot of gentlemen a little older than me going into the Vietnam War coming home differently. And, um, you know, it, it, that had an impact on me as well. So I was a little leery of going in the military, but I went anyway. But I went in for money and traveling purposes. That was really it. But I found that I was in something a little deeper. And well, once you're in, you're in. And I mean, I'm not trying to judge it, but I went in and I did a couple of different jobs. I came out an aviation ordinanceman, which is a person that builds bombs. But as I continued to uh, be touched by the spiritual fellowship that I was becoming a part of, when I got out, I, I was I had opportunity to get jobs possibly in this field of you know ammunition, but it didn't align up with my values anymore. And recently, I had a job offer. And they were, um, but they produced and sold gun parts. Now I'm not totally against owning a gun. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is I'm not, my morals do not line up with a mass production of guns. So I did not take the job. So, um, but that's, that's a gift as well from uh, spiritual programs that direct me to something in a compassion and peaceful areas of life. Thank you for allowing me to share myself with you.
Now let us say the words to extinguish the chalice. And we invite you to blow out your candle at the same time. We'll paste the words in the Zoom chat. Again, we'll say them in unison. We extinguish, extinguish this flame, but not the light of the light of truth, the warmth of beauty, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together, together again. So, with the closing prayer, I would say the closing meta with compassion and love, I would say, may all beings receive out of life that which I would want for myself. Reflect on that for me. Thank you. <laughs>